From Yoga and Ayurveda Living, I am Kelly Marie Mills. This is The Dosha Life, a podcast for wellness seekers, curators of happiness, and lovers of healthy living. This podcast is for people interested in tools, remedies, and ancient wisdom coming from Yoga and Ayurveda. Welcome to my happy place. This is series five. I finally return to your lovely ears on what people might say is episode four. Ayurveda on the annual two-step quick-step tango with the detox. Unknowingly, I did a little, well, a large detox myself. The time out of working on the podcast was good timing. And you know how I love things about timing. I was starting to drag on the recordings and just felt it wasn't as supposedly perfect as it could be. But we all know there is no perfect, is there? It's just our associations to the idea of our doing our best or that others won't think it's any good. And then I was working on my Ayurvedic treatment room, which is almost ready as well as working with the Yoga Alliance professionals and developing a yoga teacher training instilled with Ayurveda wellness. I think I did get a little bit singed from overdoing, which is a high pitta sign, because it's fire. So my vata was getting a tad bit derailed, and I really felt, and I'm pretty sure, the Dosha Life podcast was and had suffered a bit. What's worse is, as I had hoped to return, I, it got harder to restart. Feeling vata getting high, and then I realized I needed to start a detox. So that's where this podcast came from, the autumnal dance of the two-step backstep, don't trip, sidestep, cha-cha, and tango with the detox. And for today, it is the lingering rumbling that I wanted to address. First of all, it's a cue that the doshas are giving you. The doshas are physical and subtle, don't forget. And we have the benefit of our subtle doshas of the mind, which give us our grace, inspiration, and clear perception. We also have the physical doshas, which are a manifestation from our subtle doshas. Both are one can be the instigator of this cue. But I believe when it comes to discernment, it's always the angelic subtle doshas reminding us that we are here in this life to be happy and find a way to live with and through our past karmas and ascend them too. The detox through the Ayurveda system is like everything else from Ayurveda and yoga, simple but powerful medicine. But... We can't be under any illusion. The hardest part is staying the course when the course gets going. Ayurveda gives the guidelines, and it is each person's desire, will, and karma if they hang tough and get through it. But as you will learn, there is no going around it. We gotta go through it, because we're going on a bear hunt. The way Ayurveda is educational helps us to get sucked into the methodology, which initially can seem a bit like, what? And slowly but surely, day by day, 
the more you apply the system, it becomes a sneaky beaky way of getting you interested in your own health and well-being, helping you to fall in love with feeling great, helping you fall in love with knowing you have tools at your fingertips, and educating you in the direct and connect the dot sort of ways in simple health and real-life wellness through Ayurveda. The detox and, well, actually anything to do with yoga and Ayurveda is like one of those amazing pictures in a gallery. They all started with a yearning from the artist. The blank canvas and the paint went on and the idea grew and changed and things had to be adjusted, rethought. And then the artist decided to use a different brush or a different color to modify it for better effect. And this is you. You are your own artist for your life, for your balance, for your imbalance. You choose what kind of picture you are painting today. And when you use yoga and Ayurveda as your own home medicine, you have a lot on your palate to choose from, but also a lot of direction for best effect. I always think, sorry, I know that to get a correct and balanced detox starts with the preparation, like today. Begin with a preemptive inquiry. Is there anything you feel you can do without at this time in your life? Is there some feeling or thought that continues to invade your mind? A doubt, a dream, or a wish? They're not inconsequential. The more we engage with these repetitive thoughts, find their root cause, that's when we can either let them go or use them as a tool for direction. It's an interesting take, isn't it? And that is Ayurvedic psychology. For many of us, change begins as a niggling of discontent. We get fed up of something or someone. <laughs> we get tired of pushing against the tide hoping something will change, or feeling that we are constantly putting out fires, or not able to commit to the freedom of caring for ourselves because we are busy caring for others, or maybe, probably, even over-caring. Or when we try to do something, it feels like it repeatedly doesn't work. Is the timing off, do you think? We turn our direction inwards and notice we get tired of feeling that we are complaining because essentially we are pretty happy and content. Essentially we just feel we can't get to grips with what is not right. Only it all feels so blah or so schmeh, so tiring or some of the days blur a bit. And yet there is so much we do like and love in our life. And there is that moment. You know the one, where you suddenly see whatever it is you can't unsee, and it's clear now. It is nothing about our outer life, nothing about what we do for others, how often or even why, nothing to do with what we see outside, nothing to do with pouring our energy into everything, but it's more about the inner niggling the tingling sound that is hard to not hear anymore. This is the energy of change that you are drawn to, if 
and I do say if, so please note it. If it is one that will enhance your life, then it is a turning point, and probably not the first one. If it could feel like you are being asked to step into your life, stand in your own two feet, become a mountain, it could very well feel like you are being asked to step into your life, stand in your own two feet, become a mountain, be as bright as the sun, become doubtless. Remember that often when we see this new path, when we are stepping a little bit closer to this, that is the biggest, most tremendous moment ever, like ever, because for a brief moment, we have decided not to take the other path. We have decided to not take the one a bit familiar the one that eases us into comfortable and old depleting activities or a substance or two. The one that takes us down into the myths from our own mind. Those myths that have been created from past experience but also deep conditioned behaviors. The myths of our mind that want to keep our gaze averted from how beautiful we truly already are but we cannot see it because the myths of our mind keep us looking at how we have problems. Life is difficult. Life is busy. Keeps our eyes and mind averted as to how every moment is a chance. Keeps us from seeing that any chance in this moment we have is one to grow and learn, to understand, to share and care. And it tries to stop us recognizing how blessed we well and truly are. And this is where the detox can take you, into your own lightness, your own ease, your own remembering more and more that dang, life is really good. But it can be tough, can't it? Oh, I know that well. But I also know that doing what we really try to not do and doing it over and over again, not n really knowing why it's hard to stop, that can be such a bummer too. And it is the gunas, those three principles of life digging deep and not letting sattva have any light of day. So it's that tango two-step, three steps back with the gunas are the dance of our subtle doshas those in our mind, you remember? The physical body gains or reduces ama, which are physical toxins, and the mind is the angelic, benefic dosha balance we have manifested from. These have to navigate and cha-cha-cha with the gunas, the principles of life. Sattva, rajas, and tamas. And that makes us all do what we do until we work with our mind, our personality mind, and we allow this sattva to open us up to our angelic mind, to allow the struggles to be released, to not allow the personality mind to bring in inertia, <laughs> to bring in rajas, which is disturbing, <laughs> and to allow the authenticity of sattva and balance 
to come in from the authentic self. Ayurveda takes the dark spaces of the personality mind as much a part and parcel as the luminous mind to which we all have paths and cloudy coastlines to help our balance. The detox with Ayurveda is your ship to steer. But you have to really know which way you want to go. So, are you heading east? Or are you heading west? Because you know, if you want to go east, don't head west. And we come now to one of the big signatures of Ayurveda. It's a specialized treatment. And no, I don't run this. But I do run a course called the Detox, Cultivating Personal Balance. If you're interested, just send me an email. Now, Panchakarma is the big mama detox of Ayurveda. Its main aim is to bring the whacked out doshas back to their home sites, which is either the colon for vata, the small intestines for pizza, the lungs and stomach for kapha. But yeah, you do generally need to have some level of moderate health to use this as a means to right imbalances. And the imbalances have been created by your past choices and your karmas. I always imagine Panchakarma feels like a Turkish bath from the inside out. You see, I said imagine because I have not received a Panchakarma treatment. And when you go to a Turkish bath, you get thrown on a marble slab. There's a bit of freezing cold water, a bit of scrubbing, a lot of hot water, whoosh, and a little bit of what on earth is going on. A lot of scrubbing, more hot water a big, huge pummeling massage, a little bit of massive discomfort and some large discomfort as you're pushed and pulled might get a bit of anxiety, some parts of a little bit of fear mixed in there just because you don't know what's going on. And then there's joy at the end when it's finally all stopped and you feel like a big wet rag, but so revitalized. That's how I think Panchakarma leaves you, feeling super duper. Anyhow, you can correct me or you can guide me if you know what it does feel like. You know I have a great imagination. Panchakarma, yes, it is for those with chronic illness too, and it's quite a serious treatment. But like everything for Ayurveda, it's altered to each patient's dosha balance. And I am sure, should you find a center that will provide it, it will be an experience you will never forget. But let me know, I'd love to hear any experiences. Reduction therapies help to bring the doshas back to where they belong. That's the main goal and aim. The doshas, when they get really out of sync, they travel into areas owned by other doshas. It's not a good thing, and it's not a good scenario, and it's hard to work with. Sometimes we don't even know how we got so out of balance. One day we might feel a little bit of a stomach problem, and then a few months later we suddenly have our stomach burning, the heat is so much it's unbearable, or our joints are finding it hard to move. And before you can receive these strong reduction therapies known as panchakarma, the five cleansing actions, you need to be on a softer but still vital reduction and revitalizing course, known as shamana therapies. This is the preparation for panchakarma, also called purvakarma. It's kind of the precursor. And you do these at home so that you can attend to all your regular 
working day activities. And these lighter, easier practices of shamana therapies, they attend to your daily habits and behaviors, trying to help loosen up any ama so we can reduce ama intake as much as try to remove some ama before the big treatment. So what happens is you kind of learn ways of eating and being and looking after yourself. And it's not all easy because there's times where you, we do create a little bit of fasting to help encourage digestive power to balance up. So it's not like a walk on the beach and thinking that everything will be easy. I think far from it because it's preparing you for a serious cleanse. So it requires you to be serious. It takes the minimum of a week. But often they're run for four to six weeks. Shamana therapies try to remove any blending of the dosha to the toxin, and this paves a way for panchakarma. The long-term result, even just with a moderate long-term effort, is we're trying to strengthen our digestive fire, or the agony, so it burns correctly. The result of panchakarma is that it enables the agni to burn any excess dosha too. So that might be a little bit complicated when you're hearing it first, but if you do ever go into a detox with me, you'll learn a lot more about this. Palliation therapies come over a term of weeks or months after the initial cleansing actions. When our digestive power is in balance, we have more energy and we wake earlier, our mood is lighter and brighter. And the palliation therapies, they attend to stabilizing everything that happened after the cleanse or during the cleanse. So if you're ready for a change and ready for a new road to show up for you, the detox can often do that. It uncovers new ground and reminds us of something that we couldn't do, that we just didn't have energy or a mental attitude for. So all of this has to do with more of timing as well in our life and the time of life that we're in. You know, maybe our children are a bit more grown up or maybe we just have more space in our life. Maybe we've changed jobs and we're not overthinking other things or, you know, whatever it is, it's often to do with timing as well. And it is from a detox that we can plant seeds and watch these seeds of intention grow and expand in our life during the detox, but also afterwards. So just to be clear, the shamana and shodhana therapies, so shamana is more like palliation, and it's something that even my own teacher would have recommended us live with day to day in a modified version. And the shodhana therapies are the very strong purification therapies. And they're helping the whole body and mind release toxins. The opposite energy of ama or toxins, which actually creates disease, these toxins, is the energy that can remove ama, which is agni. So when I was doing the digestive series, I think that's series two, um, I was talking about agni. And agni is the only thing that really gets rid of ama properly. And that's why we're always trying to get our digestive power working to its ultimate because even though we could be feeling perfectly fine and know that our digestion is running well, we often find that there's some foods that still disrupt us. And so this working with our digestive power and doing little cleanses will actually help to rebalance even these small food difficulties. And we use a lot of that through developing 
information and education on the six tastes. Shamana, or the palliation practices, are a way of reducing toxins for those in daily life with daily stresses. You know, you can't really do a big, huge detox. You definitely can't do fasting in the week when you have the rest of life happenings going on around you. So the shamana palliation practices are an alternative, and they are often the precursor and post-detox therapies that, that really support us. And what I like about the palliation therapies is that when we start to live by some of the rules, it helps to reduce stress because it reduces the ama that we take in. It's sort of hard if we're in habits of not digesting food because the body becomes habitual too, its knowledge becomes vitiated, is that the more we practice these palliation therapies, the more we are drawn to the foods that actually work better for us. Because we, we are drawn to them because of the effect and the benefit, and then the body wisdom starts to grow. I think it can be demanding when we're using strong palliation practices, because in one sense it's helping us to learn about our personality, our food preferences, the nourishment choices, and, and seriously, our attachment to food and food substances and the things that help to make us the person we are that we can often do without because we grow lightness when there's a little bit of austerity brought in. It teaches us more. So, yeah, I think that's about everything. Uh, I know that we all get attached to certain things, but when we let them go, even just a little bit, Ayurveda and Yoga really believe that that letting go brings us closer to joy because the lack of attachment of something teaches us that that growth is more important than the attachment. And you really can't find out until you let go of something for about a month, a month or two months. So I hope that helps you today. And thank you for listening and spending time with me. I leave you with words from Swami Venkatasananda. Bondage is the craving for pleasure. And its abandonment is liberation. And before I go, I do want to say thank you so much for all of your support and waiting for me to come back. I know you've been very patient. I really appreciate those who are hopping onto the Instagram and following me uh, at the Dosha Life. And for those that are joining in the Facebook group, the Dosha Life with Kelly, you're really welcome. I feel very privileged to be on these platforms and sharing my work, which is my passion. And yeah, thank you for any comments. I really do appreciate the written reviews because they help to boost the podcast so other people will find it. When other people learn about Ayurveda, they learn that they can develop their own medicine. They can become empowered in their lives. And sometimes it's just a word or a little tweak. Or maybe it could be something that's said over and over and one day we suddenly hear it like I did this year. I know that my teacher, uh, she's been my teacher for 25 years, and um, I was speaking to her, and over the years I, I speak to her regularly, but she was saying you should run a teacher training. 
actually, when I look back, she has been telling me to run a teacher training for about 10 years. <laughs> but this was the year that, that I could hear her. That's mad, isn't it? I know that this teacher training that's coming up is actually going to be fantastic. It's going to be me really moving into a space that I am ready for. A bit like this series of the podcast. I know it's kind of funny that I'm hopping in now in the middle of a series, but I feel really refreshed from the break. And as hard as it was to restart it, I'm really looking forward to the subject series that I'll be working on. And if you have anything that you would like me to work on, just pop me an email or send me a text. And if you want to be in my newsletter, you can sign up for it um, on the website, yogaryavedaliving.com. But that's it for now. Sorry for delaying you. Have a wonderful rest of the week. And I will talk to you in the next episode. Here you will find Monday's meditations, Tuesday's episodic series, Friday's relaxations, interviews with very cool people. There's spiels from Kelly, that's me, on bits that she forgot to say, very normal, or has to say. And Kelly's own are surprise bits and things that you need to know. If you want to help, the best thing to do is download the episodes. Subscribe, follow, rate, review, all help. Thank you to everyone listening, and let me know if you received anything from this that helped you. I thank the Vidyas who have opened my mind and helped me to bring this information to a wider, loving audience. But for now, I look forward to chatting to you in the next episode.